there's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. Yeah. I'd be proud. I can't look after this line on the dead. I can't keep the car behind. Mono is on my ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Zero to F1 podcast, your pit stop on the journey from the starting grid to the thrill of the checkered flag of Formula One racing. I'm Ricky, joined by my friend Nick. No Ben this week. Uh, we're not experts or insiders, just passionate fans. Part of our mission is to help Ben and any other newcomers out there to go from zero knowledge of F1 to a full-fledged fan. So seasoned fans or rookie racers, buckle up. Ready your engines as we navigate the high-octane world of F1. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, how's it going, Nick? What's up, buddy? It's good. It's been a minute since uh, we had a race, so uh, it's going to be fun recapping it today, remembering it all. Yeah, I was trying to rem- remember what was going on. So we have no Ben with us today. What? Why is Ben not with us? I don't understand where where he is or what so he's doing. I got to pour an owl for him or something. I don't know. Sounds sketchy. I guess, man. Have we heard the last of Ben? I don't think I hope so. Not. We're doomed to so. Uh, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking we could have gotten Diesel on for uh, a little uh, Monaco. I wonder if we zoom him right now. I feel hot. Just add him and see what happens. All right, he's been he's been texted. All right, yeah. So Canada, oh Canada, we had Canada last week, and so I didn't really get a, a good watch on it. Right. I was in Gulf Shores in Alabama because I didn't get to go to Hawaii. So we went to a bar. I brought my laptop and I watched it at the bar. So I didn't get a full uh, attention giving sitting on it, but I, but I did yeah. watch a good bit. What about you? Where'd you watch it? Uh, I walked down and watched it at home. I didn't realize it'd be the middle of the day. Timed up with nap time perfectly. So I got to watch the whole thing. Bingo. On Father's Day by myself. I'm remembering nice. right. So yeah, it was glorious. Oh yeah, it was um, Father's Day. And I, I flipped back and forth between the Ricardo, Will Arnett broadcast as well. But uh, oh, what did you think it, about it? Was, it? Oh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah. You know, it. You need uh, you need someone that's media trained in there. You know, like I know it's, com- yeah. it's always going to be compared to the Manicast and stuff, but those guys are used to being on TV all the time. Ricardo obviously is a TV presence. But he's used to quick snippets, not carrying yeah. two and a half, three hours of content. It's amazing how quick everybody kind of latched onto the Manning thing. I feel like everyone I talked to in Medieval was like, oh, yeah, it's just like the Manning thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that existed. But it seems to be like the corollary everyone draws. Neither of those two were built to handle it. You know, it, it, I don't yeah. want to say Ricardo's not an expert. Obviously, he knows the sport better than anybody out there. But it's not a commentator. Yeah, it felt unrelatable. He didn't know how to bring it into uh, our world, so I, I, yeah. it wasn't that funny. I expected some like funny Ricardo, and it just... I know. And Will Arnett too. Like I would have expected. I don't know. So they didn't know how to I... play off each other. Yeah. Anyways, we don't yeah. need to. I'm gonna give him another chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it one more time before I swear it off because I feel like I'm thinking about like oh yeah. So our first podcast, you know, it was okay, and then we <laughs> kind of got our footing right. So yeah, maybe they just need to get their footing right. We're on four and we're still working it out. So yeah, we're good. So, you know, I got to give him a break. I can't. I can't. At least a season. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so Canada, we had, I think the highlights are going to be practice and qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the race wasn't bad, but like I said, I didn't get a really great watch on it, and the first half seemed to be what was there to pay attention to, and then it kind of petered out a little bit. Okay, yeah, so FP1, yeah, there's not much happened at FP1 because uh, they uh, they red flagged because of Gasly stopping on on track. Everybody gets in. And they're ready to go. Gasly gets off really quickly. Uh, they were able to get his car car off pretty quick. And the CCTV stops working. The the, the internal TV so that the stewards and everybody can keep track of the safety on the on the track stops working. So they all just sat around doing nothing for forever. Which, uh, that's mind-blowing to me. Uh, I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but it just feels like that is uh, a key piece to a racetrack. They kept making, uh, they kept cutting to like Gary the Groundhog, they called him. The Groundhog running around, uh, like, oh, maybe he was chewing on the wires. <laughs> I read a few things. And, ah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I get it, though. I mean, it's it's tough and it's interesting because I feel like there's always kind of the debate around practice and what's it for and are people sandbagging this and that. So it's interesting yeah. to see a race with minimal practice happening. Well, something that a sprint race will... Uh... It will is. change this week, right? <laughs> we got one of those coming up. All right, so practice one, Bottas stroll, Alonzo Bottas. Yeah, but Bottas won uh, practice one. He got classified as the winner. His moments to come still, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. His moments may be behind him. <laughs> I love that dude, though. He posted another, uh, like, skinny dipping selfie on Instagram. Yeah, so. bare ass walking in a field or something like that. It's got it going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so qualifying. What, so uh, I know it's been a minute, but what do you remember from qualifying? Uh, I didn't watch it. I just watched oh, the highlights. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, okay. It was a good one to watch live, that's for sure. It was like, um, you know, watching, having the suspense of all the rain, you know, having the suspense of will it continue raining, will it will it not, you know, and not, not having the advanced information is kind of nice. Well, and strategy on uh, how to play with the weather, I feel like played into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They walked it back now. They they made Leclerc like admit that he shouldn't have said that. But right after the qualifying, he was pissed that they didn't let him switch the slicks. Well, more to come on Ferrari saga. Oh, dude, that dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's wet. Alex Albon. Albon. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The only one to come out of the pits on softs. He, he's the only one with slicks on. He knows he's in a Williams. He knows he's got to freaking send it. And so... uh that was his chance, and he he killed it. Yeah, but then he got what was the penalty? Oh, did he get a penalty? Because he started in fourth, he got a no. Three. That was Hulkenberg. That was Hulkenberg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alvin, this was just for for Q two. He but yeah, he killed right. it in Q two, and then Q three he yep. was the bottom dude. <laughs> that yep. sucked. I was thinking of Hulkenberg. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, but that brings us to Hulkenberg, right? Yeah, I was so excited to see that. Yeah, good for him. I bet he was excited too, because I am pretty sure those <laughs> dudes get some freaking uh, some serious bonuses when they when they do stuff like that. Like you remember, uh, I know we we talked about it a while ago, but uh, with Kevin Magnuson got it on pole for something. I don't know if this was last year or the year before, but the celebration in the in the uh, pit was yeah. insane. He's like on top of the car. It wouldn't surprise me if, if like the smaller teams, like your Haases and and whatnot, have bigger bonuses for stuff like that because it's so much more rare that you'd get like mm-hmm. a pole position or something. So they'd probably be like, "Look, you drive the pants off of it, 
you know, you make the difference that you say you're going to make, then yeah, we'll give you a shit ton of money. But look, we're not going to give you a great car. So, you know, I, it's not, it's not a big chance for you. You're probably right. <laughs> so that's, that's my theory on why those, those guys love that stuff so much is because I bet their bonuses are much more than like a Verstappen who, you know, is going to be on the podium every week, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. He's incentivized on the championship. Not. Yeah. Anyways, race day. No yeah. weather. No weather to help us. This is the first for the weekend. I guess they got yeah. practice one out of the way, but uh, yeah, the rest was all wet. What is Max's podcast? Yeah, yeah, wait. So, so and I was going to tell you about this. So this is a thing they've been doing on Reddit. Uh, or at least I saw it on Reddit. I, I don't know what where it stemmed from, but so Max being on the podium every single week, he's the only constant in that little cool down room. So, like, oh, you get yeah. these pictures of them all sitting down, right? So, it's like the Max Verstappen weekly podcast. Let's see who <laughs> the, the guest on the Max Verstappen podcast is this week. Top three? Okay, yeah, know. we can do top three. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we said that the, yeah. the weekly Max Verstappen podcast was, was Verstappen, <laughs> Alonzo, and Hamilton. It's the only real notable thing out of that is Hamilton had Alonzo. Great start. Oh, yeah. Got in front of Alonzo. Made some strategic moves, whatever. It looked like he was in front of it, and Alonzo passed them. And then throughout, on the radio, they were talking about, I forget what they called it, but like basically coasting at points to save on gas. Yeah, lift and coast. So, yeah, it, it felt like Alonzo really, really, really had to drive to keep Hamilton out of that second place. And I thought yeah, for sure did. Hamilton was getting it, and he never got it. You know, it just never yeah. came around. That's that's like the question is where what to attribute that to is that is that Alonzo is that the Aston you know like combination of the two I guess if you ask me but we got we got the carnage that we were asking for a little bit nobody got hurt it was it was a little bit of a wreck but I feel it was too early in the race to make a difference yeah. it, was, it was early enough where everybody got back on their tires and back on the strategy that they that they you know supposed to themselves as oh good well yeah now we've now we've got a handle of things it's not like a real late one that throws everybody to the wall and oh i don't know what we're gonna do so we're getting closer i was interesting about it i'll give ferrari credit they kind of threw caution to the wind and they stayed out there and did a one pit race Boy. and it paid off like yeah. it i don't and know apparently apparently helmet marco the dude who runs the like driver development program at uh red bull said that they were watching the ferraris be faster than the red bull overall right so if they're able to to keep the tire wear down, you know, maybe they have on, on two stoppers like that, maybe they got a better chance. But so so Marco was talking about how they were watching the Ferraris faster so that they're worried about them for next week. That I've, I don't know if this is just built up to, to be, keep people on their toes, but I don't know. Something to watch, right? Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Uh, Russell's crash. Yeah, obviously. so that's what brought out the safety car. Lap 12, so it was really early. I miss her stabbing hitting a bird. <laughs> so, what? yeah, I, this isn't a thing I caught during the race, but I was reading about it after. No. That, yeah, it got, it, 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 it hit his, got stuck in his brake duct, and he had it in his brake duct the entire race. So, like, <laughs> him finishing nine seconds in front of Alonzo is him running around for two thirds of the race with a bird stuck in his brake duct. Like, come on, man, give somebody else a chance. Would you? Norris penalty. Yeah. Wait, did you see that he got an unsportsman, <laughs> unsportsmanlike conduct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What so, was that about? You know how they kind of bunch up. You know when they're when they're doing their formation lap, um, or they're in 
qualifying practice. They'll kind of bunch yeah. up at one spot, back up the, the group a bit to create a gap in front of them, and then they'll go. So Piastri was in front of him. He backed up to create a gap. And uh, I don't know if you can attribute this to like the, the stewards at this race just like deciding, oh, we're going to clamp down on this this race or like or, or what this is attributed to. But it happens all the time. I mean, these guys back each other up all the time, and the commentators talk about it all the time. It's like it's an accepted thing. We know it happens. Everybody says they ought to clamp down on it. But now they clamp down on it. Really, well, uh, you know, not poor poor Lando. Let's not yeah. give it to poor Lando. That <laughs> was a weird one. Though. We need we need a villain to to take the. We need Mazepin to come back so he can be the the guinea pig for all the stuff nobody wants to take. <laughs> right? Oh, that would if he came back, that'd be rough. We don't have a You're villain, rough. man. I feel like we're villainless. You're right. You're right. Everybody's beloved on some level. It's funny because that means Mazepin was universally disliked. Well, I mean, even like Lance Stroll, he should be the guy we hate. Yeah, hate he's driver, so nice, Daddy. But like, well, and he's kind of doing okay, so it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, he's middle of the pack. Good. Yeah, they brought big upgrades. So Aston had, uh, yeah, their big upgrades seemed to work well for him. And then Williams apparently they were they were interviewing. They're interviewing the principal at Williams, and he was like going through the list, like, "Yeah, it's a really, really long list. Uh, we brought a ton of upgrades." And boom, Albon finished what seventh? Did he get? Did it help Williams? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, Albon finished yeah. finished seventh, I think, and got uh, okay. Got a bunch of points for for Williams, who otherwise had zero points, I think. Okay, maybe they had one point. Ocon's. Uh... Oh yeah, Sin. Oh, spoiler, God. wobbly ass. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it was. And they didn't highlight it as much as I thought they would, but it was egregious. Like that was a yeah, yeah, dude. It was for crazy. That being a main. Uh, all right, I this maybe is a good learning experience for me. As a major component of the car, I would assume that that thing, the wing, is locked in tight. Yeah, I think that's the idea. like. <laughs> Like the front wing, they'll swap those out, whatever, no big deal. But I was like, this is part of the car. And right. Not very a, a swappable thing. Was it Norris that complained behind him? Who was behind yeah. him that complained? Yeah, that was like, hey, this is getting dangerous. Uh, I don't know yeah. about this. I'm there with him, man. I would have. It makes you wonder, like, you know, how much of that is gamesmanship? Because, of course, these guys are always calling each other out, and, you know, yeah. oh, that can't be legal or something like that. But, I, man, if I was him, I'd do it. Because yeah. that thing came off at you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Turbo. Well, keep your eyes out for flying rear wings off Alpine. Wait, so Alpine, wait, wait. <laughs> the Alpine uh uh Ryan Reynolds and uh yeah, Rob right. Do we want to go there right now? Yeah, sure. We're yeah. talking about Alpine. Yeah, down. Cool. There's a third. Well, they so they're part of a group that bought what, twenty four percent? Is that right? Well, the funny thing, do you watch uh Welcome to Rexham? Yeah. Do you watch that at all? Yeah, yeah. So I laughed because uh uh, when I first saw the headline, it was just like Ryan Reynolds buys into F1, whatever, and didn't have McLaren on it. And I oh. feel like his big thing is he's always like the forgotten guy. Yeah, absolutely. And then it was like an hour later, I saw the headlines again, and I was like, all right, he has it, you know. Yeah. Um, why? Why are they called Alpine? Why? What? That's that's Renault's racing brand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're... Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Ooh, what gotcha, 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 Jordan, gotcha. Jordan B. Fox. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, will be Jordan's the third. Uh, all right. All right. So so we know the top three. We had uh, Max, Alonzo, and uh, Lewis Hamilton. 
the rest you can look up if you're very interested. Uh, <laughs> but we'll go through the, the championship standings. So after the race, the standings are as follows. So I'll do the drivers. We got uh, Max Verstappen, 195 points. Number two, Sergio Perez, 126 points. Fernando Alonso in third with 117. Lewis in fourth, 102. Carlos Sainz, 68. Sixth, George Russell, 65. Seventh, Charlotte Claire, 54. Eighth, Lance Stroll with 37, followed by Esteban Ocon with 29. Tenth, Pierre Gasly with 15. Eleventh, Lando Norris, 12. Alex Albon, 7. Nico Hulkenberg, 6. Fourteenth is Oscar Piastri with 5. Bottas with 5. Guan Yu Zhou with 4. Yuki Tsunoda with 2. Eighteenth, Kevin Magnussen with 2. Nineteenth, Nick DeVries, 0. And Logan Sargent, 20th with 0. Oof, boy, that takes so long. The fight for second place, I think, is heating up and getting interesting. Because Perez hasn't podiumed in three races now? Yeah. Four yeah races? Now it's it's a fight for second place now, and it's not a fight oh. for first place. God damn it. Right. That's, yeah. that's all gone. But in Hamilton, I mean, thought a little behind Alonso after this week especially. But I think that both of those two can hang close enough to Perez that he keeps second place. Like yeah. Red Bull's fight, I think, is in Perez. Yeah. You know, I think that's where... They're going to have the most challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look at that. Look at the top four. You match for staff and Sergio Perez in the, in the Red Bulls with uh, Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton. Like, that's a pretty awesome uh, fight up front. And I think, uh, you know, Russell can bring it on a good day. Signs can bring it on a good day. Leclerc, yeah, yeah. you know, the the Ferraris, is, if supposedly they're stepping up, they're, they're going to be uh, bringing it, if not every day or every weekend. Yeah. You know? Two through four should be good. And then kind of like five through seven. Could be good. Yeah, I think I think you know? two through I think two through seven mm-hmm. is a good is a There's good a lot there. Strata. What would you call that? A group. Yeah, two through seven there. Uh all right. You want me to go through uh constructor standings? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull Racing three hundred and twenty one, Mercedes one sixty seven, Aston Martin one fifty four, Ferrari one twenty two, Alpine forty four, McLaren seventeen. Alfa Romeo nine, Haas eight, Williams seven, Alpha Tauri two. Hey, everybody's got some points now. Quick on that, I saw a thing that Mercedes and Aston Martin equal exactly how many points Red Bull has. Oh man, wait, is that true? Do the math this week? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It what is. a bummer. But if you look at that two through four, Ferrari's even hanging in there. They're falling yeah. behind, but no, they're, they are. They're... Then there's a big jump down to Alpine, though. Right. But that second place will be a fight for the constructors. And Ferrari, I mean, another race or two, they might be completely. Yeah. Yeah. We're heating up a little bit, like you said, two, two through two through the, yeah, that, that strata below them. How does Alpha Tauri only have two points? <laughs> Their brakes don't work, Jeez. according to Yuki. He might be on something. What, what did I hear that? We were, he was screaming about the brakes in Monaco. He said, are you trying to kill me? My brakes don't work. But when, De, when DeVries went off the course, there was kind of something to that of like, yeah. maybe their brakes really do suck. Yeah, I think that's a distinct possibility. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. All right, so oh. so this, uh, this week I wanted to do the gaining traction on sprint races because this week in Austria, we're going to have a sprint race. You've seen a bunch of the sprint races, huh? What did we have, three last yeah. year or four? Yeah, even though, they, I mean, they kind of changed it up a little bit this year. Yeah, they did. 
Yeah, watched the ones last year. Obviously, this year they changed it up, which we've had one this year. I'm kind of torn on it. I like the changes, but I also hate the changes. It was Baku earlier, right? I think so. It was in Azerbaijan? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, I, I'll let you run through it, but yeah. I, Honestly, I don't remember much about the first one, but we'll kind of talk a little bit about like the differences that they have this year. So I think the big one is the tires, right? The scoring is a lot different. It's a lot more points. That's that. Those are the big ones. So it's 100 kilometers, no mandatory pit stops. Do that on, on Saturday afternoon. They, they change the schedule up. That's another big change. It's typically going to last about 30 minutes long, and then the top eight score. It's not crazy weird like the regular race. It's just eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one for the top eight. So they had to change the schedule around a little bit to fit it in because the way they used to do it was qualifying was for the sprint and then the sprint set the grid for the race i kind of liked yeah there's I, something I, about that i i get the change i don't want to say i'm like 100 percent in sure. but i i there was something about winning the sprint that put a little more skin in the game yeah i felt like you it know. was a little scrappier right and, and it, it still is i'm looking at this and it's like for verstappen for eight points he's not gonna bust it right everybody's in a different situation which i guess maybe makes the spring race a little more fun maybe it takes we're sapping out of it and we can uh see something else happen here so but... yeah that, that eight points is probably his right uh, maybe right you well, never know yeah. in, in the short run like that but, or right but again he's not going to do something stupid but yeah but then again yeah. you're looking at like you know leclerc say leclerc what? is finally running really high you know he's he's in third and is he gonna fight for second oh hell yeah he's gonna fight for second because his season is going terribly you know what i mean so like every, <laughs> everybody's in their in their different position of kind of like the the skin that they'd like to have in the game i think yeah so some guys will like it some guys won't yeah here why don't you take this next one the uh the changes yeah yeah all right so yeah changes this year two qualifying sessions versus one Friday determines the grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. And then, actually, I didn't realize this. Okay, so yeah. Saturday morning's qualifier is for the sprint and Saturday afternoon. Exactly. So so Friday determines Sunday's greatest grid. Saturday's all about the sprint then. So there's only really one practice. Which, again, kind of leads into that. Yeah. We talked about earlier. It's interesting when you're out there. Yeah, it's um, less development time. You know, these guys are running with more, more guessing, more guesswork, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I think then. Raises the stakes a little bit. This friend really is just its own event now. Um, yeah. Which it hasn't turned out to be this, but I've in theory always dreamed it would be like the moment for the lesser teams to stand out. Yeah. It is that like, oh, maybe the, the higher teams won't fight as much right. as the points, whatever. But right now, eight points for Alonzo or Hamilton is a big yeah, for cherry sure. on top for the weekend. Yeah. So, so, I, so I don't I think have it's a, quite turned out that way. I have a theory on on sprint races, so here we are, and I feel like everybody hates on the sprint race, and I get it, you know, it, it feels kind of out of place, you know, that kind of thing. I think we have the two main events of the race, your qualifying and the race, or of the of the weekend, right? Qualifying and the race, your qualifying is testing your one lap speed, your balls out, you know, everything, go for it, max speed around the around the track, and then the race is testing your endurance, right? And you've got however many miles to get uh, your car over the finish line, and it's got to get all the way there. So, you know, you can't be blowing balls out every every lap. So you've got to kind of like, you've, you're testing different parts of the car, different attributes of the car, the uh, short-lived lived ones and then the long-term speed. And then the sprint race lies like right in the middle there. So I feel like it's a good test of 
all of a full range of a car's running ability over fast lap, over a short sprint, and over a long, you know, we'll call it an endurance endurance race. But, you know, it tests all the different aspects of a car. And uh, I feel like I haven't heard anyone mention that or, or, or allude to that. And I feel like that's why they do it Good in the point. first place. I don't know. Is that the... Yeah. I mean, I'm ranting. No, it's, no, it's probably the best way I've heard it. Well, and so now, uh, mandatory tires. I, I loosely know it, but educate me. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy. So for, you have three sessions in qual in the sprint qualifying, they're calling it the sprint shootout, right? That's instead of Q1, we get SQ1, right? More, more <laughs> acronyms, SQ1, SQ2 and SQ3. So for one and two, you have to use mediums. And then for three, you have to use softs. So like you have to, that's hope you got them because you're going to have to use them. Is SQ3 the actual qualifier for? For the sprint Oh, race. sorry. Yep. I gotcha. So SQ1 and 2, you have to use mediums or is that not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to use mediums on 1 and 2 and then 3, you have to use softs. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's pretty interesting as well. I don't know. Puts everyone on the same tire. Yeah. Things, throws another wrench in the spokes, I guess. No strategy. You know, it's just yeah. go out there and run your car. Go balls out. Yeah. So, you know, they, they say that of course, they want to enhance the show since Liberty Media bought uh, F1. You know, everybody talks about the Americanization of F1, but if you ask me, I think it's all right. But yeah, they're trying to they're trying to up the show value, that kind of thing, which I get. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And you know what else it does is it makes every single day of the weekend worth watching. That's one thing that uh, the guy I work with, um, you know, we talk about F1 a good bit. And that's one thing I think that we were talking about how, okay, well now there's something every day that has some jeopardy. So like Friday, we've got qualifying. Saturday, and now it's its own thing, but at least it's a it's a event worth a point. And then Sunday, of course, the race. So like every day you have a reason to watch and that's ultimately what they want, you know? Yeah, I'm in for it. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. There's not too much F1 yet. Like I can still take a little more. Oh, yeah. So it helps, you know. <laughs> it's the NFL when they introduce, like, Thursday night football and everyone's like, oh, it's too much football. And arguably, it does become a lot because it's, like, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, you're yeah. watching college, whatever. F1, it's a lot on the drivers, but I still crave it every weekend. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. it's not too much. I, I like when it's morning races that I can, like, turn on practice mm-hmm. or something in the morning when I'm when I'm making breakfast for my kids, things like that. I don't know. I think that's fun. I was watching watching this past week on Father's Day. My parents were in town. My mom bought two little bears for the girls. And my three-year-old immediately named the bear Checo because we had F1 on. And she just knew the name Checo. So it's is that. I love it. There, it's funny because the reason I in, enjoyed F1 is it's on in the morning when we get up and we're yeah. eating breakfast. It's easy. I flip yep. it on, have the two hours, watch it, done, get on with our day. You know, it's. Absolutely. NFL sucks yeah. up the whole day. Uh, you're right. What is like? <laughs> it's and you watch it, you're good to go. You know, works works well for me. All right, so that's pretty much sprint races. I mean, I don't think uh, yeah we covered everything on sprint races, so they're a little bit different this year. We'll see. This is our second second taste, so we'll have to see how it feels. Questions? Oh yeah. So if we didn't cover anything, or if you have any questions about sprint races uh, or anything that we're talking about, you can send an email to Ricky at zero to f one dot com. R I C K Y at Z E R O number two F number one dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Austrian GP. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Next week. Yeah. We're going to the Red Bull ring. Yeah. Man, this is one of those. So 
I have a little racing setup, right? I have a a rack that I put in front of my Lazy Boy in my living room, and I I shove some two by four sections under the back of the Lazy Boy to make it rigid. And I have like a a makeshift racing setup, pedals and and wheel and whatnot. So this is one of those tracks that I've raced like eight bazillion times on the on the F1 video game. Uh, so I very much like the Red Bull Ring. Do you have any uh, recollection of the Red Bull Ring? Not a lot, but it, it it's a newer horse, right? So it's built like almost strictly for F1. Yeah. Or to maximize like an F1 race, right? Yeah, it's definitely, it's it was, uh, what's his name, Tilke is this uh, designer that has designed a bunch of F1 races, basically like three big straightaways and then some squigglies in between is is his trademark. But this was his, the first one that he designed was their redoing or whatever of the of the Red Bull ring. But yeah, it was it was at some point uh I think the A1 ring or or something something of that nature, but it was owned by a few different people and then Red Bull obviously bought it. So the Red Bull, the team, owns the racetrack. Uh I don't I don't a know that, that gives them any advantage or anything, but yeah, it's uh it's they can't practice on it, right? I don't think so. I think all that stuff is regulated. Yeah. Right. But they do a bunch of other other racing. I, I do not recall. I remember them racing there last year and think it was a gorgeous course. Yeah. Like set up, would be fun to go be a spectator there. I mean, it's in Austria. That'd be so cool. Right. Don't remember a lot of that. Sides' engine blew up. Yeah, he I caught don't remember on fire. That. Yeah, I, I, I watched the uh, the recap. He caught on fire. So Claire won for Stappen Hamilton. Wow. Yeah, All right. yeah. And it's got a lot of ups and downs. It's got a lot of, it's so this big, big start, finish straight, tight right-hander. Uh, you know, you can really... You can grab onto your balls how fast you can take that corner. So that's that's definitely uh, uh, latest breaker into turn one. Oh man, and and honestly, the, yeah. the more speed you can carry into turn one, and and really be brave. There you go. That's what I was looking for. It's like yeah, the, the bravest guy into turn one is going to save a lot of time because then you got this really long uphill. It's a really cool race. Two stop around this track to me makes it interesting because it just adds that much more strategy to it. You know, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say that much more strategy, but like there's more options sure. for people to screw it up. There's more options for boldness. There's all those things. And so to me More options for Ferrari to screw up. <laughs> yeah. Should right? be given at this point, you know. Well, no, so so that's what gave them a little bit of an advantage last. They did the one stopper. Uh they turned a two stopper into one stopper last time out. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe that's something that they can they can do again. Maybe it'll give or them a little bit of an advantage. Hamilton's good at keeping his tires, you know, to yeah, see just go this is true. bold and like if Mercedes is going to do something, they got to get bold this year, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're too comfortable. Or they've gotten comfortable over the years. Yeah. They don't know how to race with uh, with people in front of them. Let's see. Okay. So some track data for the Red Bull Ring. The track is 4.326 kilometers long, which is 2.68 miles. 71 laps for a race distance of 307.02 kilometers pole position to the left hand side the first turn is to the right uh the lap record which is the fastest lap during a grand prix is carlos signs in 2020 the fastest lap is fastest any lap is valtteri bottas in 2020 max speed 327.4 kilometers an hour 32 gear changes per lap full throttle for 79 percent of the lap uh here we go the pit lane Pit lane time loss is saying this one is 16.1 seconds. I forgot to pay attention last time we said that those were a little suspect, but I'm going to try to pay attention. 16.1 is what they're saying they're going to lose. Weather is uh, 74 degrees, partly sunny. Oh, yeah. You get the weather report. Bravo. Not 
not notable, but Saturday and Friday, uh, chance of rain. 90% chance of rain on Saturday and 80% on Friday. So that could make sprint and qualifying worthwhile. What'd you say? 90 and 80? Yeah. Oh, so it's going to rain. Which I don't know. So Friday, yeah. What time is the race on Friday at their time? Oh, boy. They're qualified. Throwing questions at me. Well, basically say if it's afternoon, good chance of rain. Saturday morning, better chance of rain. Tapers down once like new hits. So Saturday, sprint, maybe not qualifying. Good chance. Okay, so central time. <laughs> it's uh, Friday, practice at 6.30, qualifying at 10. Saturday, sprint shootout at 5 a.m., and the sprint at 9.30, and then Sunday, the race at 8. That's central time. Good chance for rain for all the qualifying sprint. It's going to be about 30%, 35% chance. Qualifying could mess with the grid, though. I like it. Yeah. You know what? Rainy qualifying, I'm into it. Yeah. Let's, I'll take anything at this point. That would be good. All right, so let's see. What about any uh, newsworthy items? Dude, well, we covered a lot of it. We discussed Alpine, which to me is the big one. Uh, yeah. Two more notable items. There's more gossip about Shakira and Hamilton yeah, going on. around. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, I forget. They're going to some Caribbean island together, I think. Come some, on, really? Yeah, some trashy sites, but not true. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. whatever. <laughs> some People good, magazine or something. Good on my boy. Uh, other one is it feels like the Ricardo to Alpha Tauri is starting to pick up a little bit of steam. I saw some stuff about that as well. And uh, if you're asking me, it seems like a no-brainer at this point, right? Yeah, it's. I think it just depends on whether Ricardo wants to go to Alpha Tauri if he'll just take a seat at this point, or if he's trying to get into you know a a, a really nice car. The quote I heard was that he was happy to do so to get back with Red Bull. So follow the train of thought on that one. Follow yeah. that art of a departure. Yuki and Ricardo together would just be a Love like, it. media sensation of those two. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah, be so absolutely. much fun. Because after Gasly left, you know, Gasly and Yuki were such a pair. Yeah, those guys were great. Ricardo with them. You know who else was a good pair was uh, Lando and Carlos. Those two loved yeah. each other. Yeah. But you got to imagine that... Team. The the whole Checo thing out of Red Bull right now just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right, you know? So it's, yeah. you've got to imagine if you're Ricardo, you're betting a year or two down the road, you know? I just, I feel bad for Perez a little bit. Like, I, you know, I feel like he's done nothing but what he's supposed to do yeah. and they're just kind of shitting on him a little bit. He's good in the press. Yep. I think they all kind of want Ricardo back in that seat, you know? Yeah, who knows, man? Anyways. Oh, wait, did you see that Yuki is going to be, uh, he's going to do the Nürburgring thing with Ricardo? The what? Did you hear Ricardo's taking an F1 car around the Nürburgring? No. Yeah, yeah, so that, that came out a couple weeks ago. It's like a Red Bull media thing, and then they just announced that Yuki's going to do it in an NSX, an Acura NSX. Oh, okay. Be, yeah, I did see that cool. movie. Yeah. And they won't, apparently, there was some articles that said they won't let Max do it because it's too dangerous. They're like, yeah, these other guys, yeah. sure, why not? Max, get out of here. Don't even think about it. Oh, you know what we did talk about? So Red Bull's win was their 100th win. Their win in Canada was their 100th win. And Adrian Newey's like, well, some massive amount of wins for Adrian Newey as well. And uh, he got to go up on the podium with him to get the Constructors Trophy. Uh, He's been involved in something like 11 of of, of the 
championship winning cars. He was the designer for the dude. I just read his book, How to Build a Car. Hmm. It's amazing. It is. He gets super in-depth technical on like the aerodynamic considerations that they took in a bunch of different cars through his career. I would highly recommend it. It's very cool, especially for somebody that's interested in aerodynamics. What's the name of it? It's called How to Build a Car. Okay. But 100 win, that's notable. And aren't they closing in on a few records? Like Verstappen is. Um, Max got, yeah, he well, he equaled Ayrton Senna, who I saw a bunch of memes of like when Schumacher got the same amount of wins as Senna, he like cried at the press conference and like Lewis made a, you know, a big like heartfelt thing. When, and Max was like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, he is a, he is a racing robot. And it's, yeah, what's next? If, if Red Bull can keep it up, he's set to just shatter records. Yeah, dude. Anyway. All right. So Austria. Predictions for Austria. We need a different competition because top three doesn't work. We could do like, we could just pick a random number, like number seven. Like pick who's going to be mm-hmm. seventh. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get a feel for it after a few weeks of like, oh, you know who's hanging out around yeah. here? Do we do two or three spots? One spot? Just try nail seven? Just one. I think one. everybody gets yeah, one pick yeah. At, at one spot. So seven right now in the standings is Leclerc. I think, uh, yeah, see, yeah, I think that that's unwarranted. Yeah. Signs is fifth. So seventh is Leclerc. Eighth is Lance Stroll. Russell is sixth. Signs fifth. So I think that there's a little reshuffle needs doing there. I think Leclerc is going to finish higher than seventh. Is seventh good? Are we gonna? Are we good with seventh? Yeah, seventh's a great I, one. I think that's a good spot. Yeah, it's a good fight spot. Yeah, it's kind of like the the cusp between two. Going Lando Norris, lock me in. Lando, I want to. Okay. I want to. I'd say it's bold. It's not that bold of a choice, but he's gonna have to fight for it. But I feel like that's his race. I'm gonna say stroll. Lance Stroll. He was my other one. But we're down for a Lance Stroll. Should we pick for Ben? Seventh. Yeah, we're going to pick Logan Sargent for Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Because that clown is not here. And he loves a good American. This weekend, I'll be watching the race from Ben's home state in Texas, going down to Austin for a wedding. So hopefully, the wedding is on Sunday. Hopefully, in the morning, I can get up and watch it. I think there's time where we're just hanging out with the groom. Don't know if they're F1 fans, but I'm going to throw it on the TV in the hotel room and uh, give it a good watch before the wedding starts. Maybe have a few drinks with it. The goal. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think I'm going to be on a trip, so I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to see it. Hopefully, I'll be able to see it live. So, yeah, I think that about does it for this week. As always, you can contact us at ricky at zero to f1.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y at Z-E-R-O number two F number one dot com. Instagram at Z-E-R-O-2-F-1, number two, and on Facebook, Zero to F1 Podcast. All right, we'll see you next time with a review of Austria and a preview of Silverstone. See ya! There's something loose between my legs, apart from the obvious. Yeah. I'd be proud. Hey, I can't look up this time on the dead. I can't keep the car behind. Oh no, he's on my ass. <laughs> <laughs>